Welcome to Experiencing Christ with Pastor Dennis Matovu. Freedom Experience is a teaching ministry of the Word that is driven by the purpose that believers may subjectively realize the full knowledge of the truth according to 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 4. Experiencing God in the incarnated Word, which is Christ to be life and light to man with grace and reality for man's enjoyment. And now, open wide your spirit to receive this great teaching which is going to empower you to begin experiencing Christ as your life. This is Pastor Dennis Matovu, worth hearing. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is Freedom experience, experiencing Christ. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord wherever you are. Thanks and thank you for tuning in once again. This is Pastor Dennis Matovolo from Kampala, Uganda. We love you from Freedom Experience Ministry. We are serving Christ. We are ministering Christ. We are enjoying and experiencing Christ as our life, as our light, as our grace and reality. We want to see him manifested into us as glory. We are ready to see him expressed in his word. This is the Christ that came to us in the incarnation and the word became flesh and this word was for us to see and enjoy and touch and and live in he became the light of life he became the grace to enjoy he became the truth to realize and this is jesus christ the resurrected lord and god of our life yes we are in our series of teachings which are called um, experiencing christ daily you have to experience christ daily we are taking you in this wonderful series so that you live a daily experience of christ and this is the will of the father that may live his son jesus christ the bible says that in him we live in him we move and in him we have our being so we need to be a people that are enjoying christ on a daily basis he is our land he is our portion he is uh, our our sphere where we move in is the center of of everything uh, it says that at the center of it all it is you that i see you see we have got to take christ as the, the the center we are living in the circumference of christ we are we are living in him the bible says that we have been seated in him in heavenly places there are many scriptures that are reminding and opening our eyes to know and understand that we are already in Christ as our promised land. We are already in Christ if we are believers. If we have accepted him as our Lord and Savior, then that is a proof that we have entered Christ. But as I've been always telling you, it is another thing to enter Christ and it is another thing to begin to possess Christ, to gain Christ, to win Christ, to know Christ and to enjoy him. Take him as your possession, as your portion. I told you sometime back in the previous series that the children of Israel, they had come out of Egypt. It was true. They were no longer in Egypt. They passed through the desert. God was preparing for them and uh, prepare, preparing them so that they may be ready to get rid of the old nature uh, through the desert experiences they went through. Uh, God wanted to strip off uh, of them the old nature so that by the time they come to the crossing of river Jordan they are ready to uh, take only and take only Christ to take only the promised land now what they wanted to change their constitution the constitution that was uh, there in their body was formed of the Egyptian constitution the Egyptian mindset the Egyptian food so he had to take them through the desert to remove the old constitution so that he puts in in them a new constitution that's why 
they, they he fed them on the manna that came from heaven that's why he gave them water from the rock and all these things were a type of christ that means that he was preparing them removing the old nature the old constitution and putting into them the new nature by by causing them to eat from the heavenly table from the heavenly uh, food so this is what is going also on in our lives and uh, as born again as believers so uh, and we have got to fight and do our best to see that we come out of any form of darkness that is covering us that is um, causing us not to see this light of life which is in Christ Jesus so we are continuing with our series and this is uh, episode 10 we are believing that by the grace of God we are going to be going on until we see more light on a daily basis I told you that the more we come um, uh, towards light the more light we get and the more we come out of darkness so that means that as we come out of darkness we come closer to the light and as we come closer to the light we have fellowship with the son jesus christ and it begins to open and flood our hearts so that we may continue to understand him more and more by his grace so we worship god for this wonderful moment please i request you that wherever you are you continue to follow like our, our programs like our pages like our platforms follow and share let us preach christ together let us not uh, like stay with this alone the, the world needs to know especially the body of christ you see just like joshua brought them out of uh, from the uh, boundaries and the borders of the desert and caused them to enter the land of canaan god has called us so that we may cause people to enter into christ gain him win him enjoy him possess him and experience him and take him as their portion so that they enjoy him on a daily basis this is what we call freedom experience to experience christ in his fullness that is our all-inclusive christ praise the lord hallelujah so even today we want to continue we are in a book uh, of Colossians, and uh, remember in the book of Colossians, we have been going slowly by slowly as we examine some verses so that we may understand what is the mind of Christ. We see the mind of Christ through the word of God. And uh, it is only in the word of God that we can know the mind of Christ. It is good to know the mind of the one and to live that mind on a daily basis. Hallelujah. So, this is our burden and we pray that the Spirit of God may come and lead us, guide us and open our eyes so that we may continue to see His Son, the Son of God. The Bible says in Colossians, we are now at, at this portion um, of verses, verses um, 12 to 14 and uh, there are still some things we need to go through and see more light. The Bible says that giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet to be partakers of this inheritance in the saints in light. It says, who has delivered us from the powers of darkness and has delivered us into and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. It says, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. So these are the verses we have been going through this a couple of days and uh, I believe that we are learning and we are getting uh, much from them. So today we are still seeing this uh, authority of darkness that they are talking about here, the authority of darkness that we are supposed to be delivered from experientially. I told you that when we accepted Jesus Christ, objectively and as a matter of fact, we were translated from the powers of darkness, from the authorities of darkness. But I tell you, subjectively on our part, in our inward life we have a battle we are still being translated we are still being delivered you see so even today we have a great work we are to do in our lives so that we live by experience as people of the light no more darkness in us that's why i take I, i'm taking some time to explain to you um I, i'm explaining to you the, the darkness that is still around you which you may not be realizing that it is there. So we see that in his dealing, Paul, with the Jewish religionists, the Lord was declared that they were blind. He had told them that they were blind. The Lord 
Jesus declared unto them, You were blind. So when we go back in the book, in the Gospels, in the Gospel, in the book of Matthew, chapter 15, Jesus himself, not even Paul, Jesus himself in his days, he was showing the Jewish religionists that they were blind. He declared them blind. They couldn't see where they were going. Matthew chapter 15, verses 14. Matthew 15, 14, the Bible says that let them alone. They be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into the ditch. And Jesus was trying to show the disciples that the Pharisees, the, the, the religious, the Jewish, they are already blind men that are leading other blind. So we come to verse 23, he says, rather in chapter 23 of Matthew, still we see Christ showing us some, some of the blindness that these people were living in. Matthew 23, verses 16. The Bible says that, Woe unto you, ye blind guides, which say, Whoever shall swear by the temple, it is nothing. But whoever shall swear by the God of the temple, he is a debtor. Now, this was the blindness. Look at verse 17. You fools and blind. For, for whether, whether is greater the God or the temple that satisfies the God. So, uh, in verse 19, it says that you fools and blind. For whether is, whether is greater or which is greater, the gift or the altar that sanctifies the gift. So, you come to verse 24 still of the same chapter. He says that you blind guides which strain at a, a, a nut and swallow a camel. You see, even to verse 26, he says, Thou blind Pharisees, cleanse first that which is within the cup and platter, that he, thou may, that, that the outside of them may be clean also. So he was showing them the blindness that they had in this context from Matthew 23, verses 16 onwards. Um, you see that there was a blindness that was in these leaders. And when you come to John chapter 12, verses 46, the Lord Jesus said that, I have come a light unto the world. I have come to become a light unto the world, that everyone who believes in me may not remain in darkness. And the Lord let, let the people know that without him, they were, they were in darkness. There was always darkness and they were in that darkness. So that's why I told them that I have come that we may have light and whoever believes in me might not remain in darkness. Meaning that when we come to believe Christ as our Lord and Savior, there is another work of doing the best because he has played the first part of redeeming us, delivering us from such powers of darkness and authorities of darkness. We are going to do a daily transfer by our, by our fellowshipping, praying, living in the spirit, studying scriptures, and continue to, 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 to come closer where Christ is, then we shall be translated in, even in our minds and in our heart and the way we do things. You see? So the Lord let the, the people know that they were in darkness. And in John chapter 8, verse 12, he declared and said that, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall by no means walk in darkness but shall have the light of life. So, Christ is saying that he is the light of the world, and whoever is following him shall not by all means walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. It is the Lord's desire that the followers of Christ, they live in the light of life. It is so absurd for us to live and to follow Christ at the same time we are following him when we are blind, we are living in darkness. We need to open our eyes and to cry unto him in prayer. Oh Lord, open my eyes that I may see. We need a second touch to see everything well, the way God sees them, to take things away, the Lord sees them. And the Lord's word here indicates that anyone who does not receive him as his Lord and Savior, no matter which religion you are in, you have a lot of darkness. You are not in any form of light. You will walk in darkness until you come out of that religion. So, we see that the Gospels indicate, they indicate clearly that the Jewish religion was a form and a constitution 
of darkness. Even though it was formed and constituted according to God's word, it became darkness. Likewise, we have many religions here and wherever you are. And these religions prove that they are in the light. But as long as it is a religion that has got other attachments, as long as it is a religion that is not seeing the reality of Christ experientially in their day-to-day life, taking Christ as their portion, having Christ as their life, then that is real darkness. It is real darkness. And with this darkness, there was no, there is an authority in this darkness that people are living in their region. There is an authority. And this authority is identified by Paul in Colossians chapter 1 verse 13. He calls it the authority of darkness. The authority of darkness. So the Pharisees and the priests, they were under this authority of darkness. And the same applies today. There are some people, they are always faithful. They go for the, to, to, to church, they go to their religions, they go to their places of worship. But the authority there is an authority of darkness, as we have been seeing and as I'm going to show you. And this certain authority of darkness has controlled all people, as it controlled the Judaism. Remember, Jesus comes from the Jews, but he told them he was blind, and they couldn't agree. That's why they crucified him. So this blindness had controlled their temple, had controlled the priesthood of the Jews. This blindness had con- controlled even the understanding of the scriptures, in that they could not understand the scriptures. Just like, remember, the Bible says that, now let me read for you Luke chapter 24. Jesus, when he resurrects, he finds two disciples. <clears throat> two disciples, they had now, they were going back uh, in disappointment because the one they were hoping had died and they don't see any signs of resurrection. He didn't fight for himself. The Bible says that um, they came walking. Luke chapter 24 uh, verses. Let me read for you this story uh, quickly. The Bible says in verses 13, and behold two of them went the same day to a village called Emmaus which was from Jerusalem about three score furlongs. And they walked together of all these things. They talked together of all these things uh, which had happened. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew, drew near and went with them. Jesus came along with them and he was with them as the third person. They went, but they cannot see Jesus. They are talking about him. They don't see him in reality. They cannot see him. Look at this. The Bible says that he went with them, but their eyes were holding that they should not know him. And this is what is happening. People are moving with Christ. They are living. They are calling the name Christ Jesus, but they don't see him. They don't see the reality. They don't enjoy him. They don't experience him. They are talking about a Christ who is in heaven far from them. And they are talking about him as doctrine and history. So, like these ones, they are moving with him, talking with him. They said, we had a man, he has been crucified. Okay, we had hope uh, in him, but he has disappointed us. The Bible says, their eyes were holding that they should not know him. And he said unto them, what manner of communication are these that you have one to another as you walk and are sad? There are some preachings and teachings and uh, tokens of Christian, of all believers, that make them to be sad because they are not talking about Christ. They are talking about other things around Christ and other things that has happened upon them. So, they tell him, and one of them whose name was Cleopas, answering and said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem, and hast not known the things which are come to pass there in these days? And he said unto him, what things? Jesus is asking them, and they cannot see, they cannot recognize him. And they said unto him, concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet, mighty indeed, and word before God, and all the people, and how the chief priests, and the, all our rulers, delivered him to be condemned to death, and have crucified him. But we trusted that it had been him, which who should have redeemed Israel and besides all this today is the third day since these things were 
done. Yes, certain women also of our company made us astonished, which uh, which were early at the sepulcher, at the grave. Verse 23 says that, And when they found not his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of the angels, which said that he was alive. Now, while as they are speaking all this history, they cannot even sense that Jesus has had ever told them these things. He told them that I will resurrect the third day. But because they, there is the blindness, they are living in the authority of darkness. They couldn't see. They couldn't remind themselves. They couldn't have a revelation. And this is what is taking place. People cannot have a revelation in the scriptures. They cannot see Christ in every scripture. That's why we come to show you that in every scripture in the Bible, there is Christ. There is Christ in his reality that we are supposed to live as a life. We can, we can see Christ in every almost every scripture because this is what he wants us. This is why the scriptures are written. Look at what Jesus tells them. The Bible says that uh, in verse 25, the Bible says that, Then he said unto them, All fools and slow of heart to believe, all that the prophets have spoken, ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses, that is from the law, and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures, in all the scriptures, the things concerning Christ. Meaning that from Genesis to Revelation, there are things that are concerning Christ that we are supposed to enjoy, but we cannot see them if we are living in the under the authority of darkness. And this authority has come to the church still. It has come to the believers. It has come even to the pastors, to the ministers. They are still living under a certain authority of darkness that their eyes cannot see. And when they open to read and preach, they may preach other things other than the reality of Christ. Whereas Christ is saying here that all the scriptures, they are written concerning me. The Bible says, we come to, to, to verses 30. Verses 30. And it came to pass as he sat to meet with them, to eat with them, he took bread and blessed it and broke and gave to them. And their eyes were opened and they knew him and he vanished out of their sight because they had now seen the light and they, could, they were able to see Christ and to know and understand him. That's when they said, Oh, did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us? By the way, and and while he opened to us the scriptures, now they knew that scriptures needed to be opened. So this is what uh, we are talking about. We need to have a light even when we are approaching the Bible. We need to read and study and within this light that Christ has availed us. Amen. So even we have seen in the four Gospels, including the book of Acts, it reveals that the Jewish religion had become altogether in the authority of darkness, under which people were controlled. And we see that these religionists of the Jews, they were responsible even for casting the apostles into prison because they are still in darkness. The authority of darkness is over them. They, they killed Stephen, Stephen, Stephen uh, the, the, the first martyr. And Saul of Tarsus was, was one of the religionists under the control of the authority of darkness. Now we see that uh, as he was carrying out his work and his, and the will of the authority of darkness, killing the, 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 the people of the way through aggressive persecution, uh, 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 those who called on the name of Jesus Christ, he was killing them. Then one day he was confronted by the Lord Jesus Christ on the way to Damascus. Praise the Lord. And now he becomes the one who opens people's eyes that may see light. He tells them, I was once there, but I've seen the light. He begins to testify. In Acts chapter 26, he says that I saw in the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun shining around about me. He shows. Let us read Acts chapter 26 again because some of you, uh, you may not have come across it. We, we went through it some time back. But Acts chapter 26, the Bible says, Paul is now explaining how we met with God, with Christ. He says, in 26 verses <clears throat> verses uh, 13 onwards the Bible says that at midday at midday 
O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun shining around about me and them, them which journeyed with me. And I pray that this light keep on shining so that, so that we may continue to see him in everything that we do that may have light, the light of life. He says in verse 14, And when we were all fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me. You see, when there is the light of life, then the voice is always going to speak. Some of us, we are asking, why are we not hearing the voice of God? It is because our hearing and our ears are, are, are under the authority of darkness. They, are, they cannot, they are deaf. They are under the authority of darkness. They cannot hear the voice. Why is it that we don't see Christ? It's because the eyes are still blind and we need to come where light is. Pray and, and, and bring ourselves closer to this light. The Bible says that, and, and it says that, and I had a voice that spake unto me in a Hebrew tongue, saying, So, so, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. But arise and stand upon thy feet. I have appeared unto thee for this purpose. Which purpose? To make thee a minister and a witness both of the things which you have seen and those things which you shall appear unto you. 17. You are going to deliver, I'm going to deliver you out of the people, from the people and from the Gentiles and to whom now I send thee. To do what? Verse 18. To open the eyes and, uh, and turn them from darkness to light and from the powers of Satan and to God. He says... And, to, um, and they may that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance uh, among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Now, Jesus gives Paul a mission. He gives them a purpose. He says, now you are going to be a person who opens people's eyes so that they come out of delivered from darkness to light. Even today, this ministry is needed in the body of Christ whereby the eyes of people are opened. You see, the Lord told him, that I've called you for this reason. Now through the shining of this light and the Lord is speaking, Saul of Tarsus was delivered out of the authority of darkness and was transferred into a, another realm, a realm of light, which is the kingdom of the Son of God is love. Even as I'm speaking right now, I'm praying for you that wherever you listen to this message, you should, may the light of God shine upon you. And may through this speaking and through this, this voice you are hearing, may the Lord deliver you from any form of authority of darkness. And may the Lord transfer you into the realm of light. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray for you. Hallelujah. So, we see that according to the New Testament, the Son of God is the expression of the divine life. We cannot see this light unless there is the Son of God as our light. And, and is the embodiment of this life. And this means that the kingdom of the sun is a realm of life, is a center, a world of life. If we are in this kingdom, we have life. And this life is supposed to turn to become the light of men. The Bible says, remember in John chapter 1, that in him was life, and the life became the light of men. This life that we have received must also shine as light so that we continue to live in the realities of Christ so that we may continue to understand where we have come and the fact that the, the kingdom into which we have been transferred is the kingdom of the son of God is love it indicates that this realm of life is in love and not in fear remember the Bible says in 2 Timothy uh, I believe it is 1 7 that we are not given the spirit of fear we are given the spirit of love power and a sound mind. Now, when we come to Christ in his kingdom, he gives us a spirit of, light, of love, a spirit of power, a spirit of a sound mind, a disciplined mind, so that we are able to live in love. So in this kingdom, we are not living in fear because perfect love casts out fear and fear leads people in bondage. So the kingdom in which we find ourselves today as believers is full of light is a kingdom that is is a realm full of life a realm full of light and love we are supposed to see this on a daily basis the life of god 
the light of Christ and the love of God. These uh, this are supposed to be our daily enjoyment so that we may continue to have fellowship with the triune God. And just as the Jewish religion had become part of the authority of darkness, even the church today, the church today has also fallen under the prevailing authority of darkness. It is still living. And this degradation begins to take place sometime back in the church even in the church in the book in the bible in the days of the apostles there, there was a degradation people were now falling away from grace going back to the laws and paul was already reminding them let me read for you one verse in galatians you see how people are now degrading galatians chapter 3 <clears throat> galatians chapter 3 they were degrading they were degrading and they could not see. And the Bible says in Galatians chapter 3, verse 1, I think let's begin from verse 1. He tells them, O foolish Galatian, who has bewitched you, that you should not obey the truth, before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth crucified among you. This honor would I learn of, of you. Received you the Spirit by the works of the law, or by hearing of faith. He's reminding them, where they had come for, from receiving Christ. He says, Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit? Are you now made perfect by flesh? Now this is when a believer who began with the, by, in the Spirit, believing Christ in, at everything and every step of his life, now he's going back to put in reasoning and planning with his own strength and living by the rules and regulations, living by observances and, and other things, uh, philosophies. They were now degrading. He tells them who bewitched you. So there is a degradation that is happening, a degradation in the church, whereby even it was in the Corinthians, we see evil things such as division in the book of Corinthians, fornication and lawsuits. In First Corinthians, they had all these problems, but it was a church of Christ and it had even the gifts. Gifts were there, but they could not remove these divisions. In fact, gifts caused more divisions. Why? Because people began to say, I'm of this one. I'm of Paul, he has, he has a better gift. I'm of Apollos, he has a, a better gift. And gifts which are of God, they began to create division. Sometimes I always tell you that the spiritual gifts that we are given as a body of Christ, they end up taking away us away from Christ. That's why I'm supposed to preach Christ. These gifts are going to be used as a means to bring people to Christ, but they're not supposed to be used to take people away from Christ. They lived in fornication. But they had the gifts. They were taking themselves, each other, to courts. But they had the spiritual gifts and the, 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 the power of the Lord was within them. When we come to the church of Colossians, you discover that for them, they were not with the sinful things like fornication, but they had a problem of religion, observances, ordinances, and philosophies. They were now, for them, they were troubled with the good things that are religion, that are religious. So although the, the saints at in Colossi did not fall into evil things as those of Corinthians. We see that they did, they did come under the thought of darkness by allowing the highest products of culture, philosophy, to invade the church. Today, look at our church. Look at your church. Are there things that are invading? Are there activities that are invading to, to, to make the church that is active, that is moving on, things that are other than Christ? Then that's what the power of darkness, the authority of darkness is doing, is bringing in a mixture of things so that we are diverted from seeing the light of life, from pursuing Christ as our portion. We should wake up as the church. So we see that Paul continues to write to, to them. He tells them, dear saints, he writes to the Colossi, the Colossi church, he says that, dear saints, you at Colossi, before I believed in Christ, I spent years, I spent years under authority of darkness in Judaism. But one day I was delivered out of that authority. And I, I, I was transferred into the kingdom of the son of, his, of God's love. He tells them that through the preaching of the gospel, you also have been delivered. Just as I was delivered out of the authority of darkness and transferred into the same wonderful realm of, of the Lord God. And that I, which I am in right now, he tells them that why then have you gone back to the very things we from which you have been delivered? Look at us today, even us. We are, when we look at ourselves, the time you have been with Christ, 
the time you have been in church, there are some things whereby you have gone back. You have gone back, back to the things that you used to do, back to the things that you used to uh, to, to practice in, in, in some time back before even you got saved. And the Lord is saying, why? I brought you out of, I delivered you, I transferred you. Why are you going back? You have returned back to your religious uh, uh, ordinances and philosophy. He says, I want you to come out. So you have once, he says that you, you were once under the, 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 the such control of uh, philosophy, observances, ordinances, but you were delivered. You were brought out by the light that you received and you have been delivered. You have been carried off. Now you are being taken back as a spoil. Now let me read for you Galatians chapter 5. <clears throat> you will see the Bible says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 1 says that, Stand, stand firm, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. You see, some people, if we don't stand in the light, stand in the truth, stand in the reality of Christ, we are going to be taken. If we don't stand in the faith, we are going to be taken. Some people's faith has been has made a shipwreck. It has it, it has now crumbled um, uh, down, and they are going back to the rules and regulations and to the laws and every other thing which is not by Christ. We need to stand firm in this freedom that Christ has bought for us. The Bible says it is for freedom that Christ set us free. Galatians 5.1, it is for freedom. He wants us to stand in that freedom, not to be taken again by these other things that we hear. Even these things are preached, they are taught, and they are taking people back in bondage. They are showing them they are still in bondage. You have got to believe that you are still having a curse. You are not yet delivered. So such things, yet there is a proper way of teaching such uh, to help such people of God. Yo, so when we see, we begin to see that this is how people are taken as spoil and as a prey. And this is why the Bible says, my people perish for the lack of knowledge. My people are perished for the lack of knowledge. I'll read for you that verses so that we may see that we come out of those the, the darkness that is around our eyes, around our heart, around our understanding. The Bible says in Galatians, uh, it is... Um, in the book of Hosea, chapter 4, verse 6, it says, Hosea 4, 6, it was still a warning to the those that were followers of Christ so that they go back to the light and pursue the light. Hosea 4, 6, the Bible says, uh, the prophet was warning them they had now gone back into the bondage. He says that uh, 4 6. But before we come to 4 6, let us see from verses 1. Hosea 4 1. Hear the word of the Lord, you children of Israel, for the Lord has a controversy with the inhabitants of the land because there is no truth. There is no truth, nor mercy, nor knowledge of God. He says the Lord has a controversy because there is no truth, no mercy no knowledge of God. He says, by swearing and lying and killing and stealing and, and uh, committing adultery, they break out and blood touches blood. But they are people of God. These things are still being done. And these are a form that uh, a sign that people are under the authority of darkness. He says, therefore shall the land mourn and everyone that dwells therein uh, shall languish and uh, the beasts of the field and the with the falls of the heaven, yeah, the fishes of the sea also shall be taken away. Verse 4. Yet let no man strive nor uh, reprove another. He tells them, don't blame any each one. Uh, your brother, don't, don't blame anybody else. Then whom to blame? The Bible says, for thy people, it says, for thy people are as thy as they that strive with the priest. In other words, the battle is within the, the priest because the blame is on the priest now. He says that, Therefore, uh, therefore shalt thou fall in the day, and the prophet also shall fall with thee in the night. You see? And he says that, And I will destroy thy mother. Then he comes to verse 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, 
I also reject thee to be uh, thou to be uh, that shall not be priest unto me. In other words, the priests had rejected to live in the light that was uh, the knowledge they needed so that they help the people with the knowledge. So we see that he tells them, I reject you to be priest unto me. Mm-hmm. So you see that the lack of the knowledge, the living knowledge, has caused the body of Christ to be taken by the authority of darkness. We have been taken by the authority of darkness. And when we see all this, we begin to see the same principle is happening today. When you look at the Catholic Church, the Protestant denominations, and various independent Christian groups, they are uh, they have come to such an extent they are under the authority of darkness today. They are in darkness because of the, the, the most part they have Christ in name but not in reality. When you go to them, the most part you see that they have Christ in name. They just mention the name Jesus Christ. But they don't have that Christ in a reality, in an experiential way. Christ is the unique light. Apart from him, there is no light. You can remain with your religion and with your Bible and with your doctrine, but without Christ as light, you will remain in darkness. And apart from him, there is no light. The reason so many Christians are in darkness is that they do not have Christ in an experiential way. That's why we come to tell you, experience Christ on a daily basis. Because if you don't have Christ in an experiential way, taking him as our life, as our light, as our grace, as our person, we live in him, we move in him, we rejoice in him, we are rooted in him. If you are not, we are, if you are not taking him on a daily basis as, you, as an experience, then you are living in darkness. Those in the seminaries and Bible studies and the, those that go for theology and Christology, if they are not having a genuine experience of God and of Christ, I tell you, they are without light. Sometimes you come to theology and by the time you come out of, I tell you, they have caused more darkness because in the theologies and, and the theology schools, they will not teach you Christ. They will teach you the doctrine about Christ and other doctrines which appear to be good. But the reason, if we don't come to the reality of, of the life, um, then we are like still under darkness with our knowledge. Many believers insist that the Bible is full of light. He says, if I read the Bible... I, I, I am the best. And some people say, uh-uh, I don't want to go into theology schools because they blind people. You end up becoming so carnal. The one who went, uh, when you are spiritual. You see, I've ever went through uh, Bible college and, I, and we could say, uh, be careful because some people come here and they end up becoming so carnal when they came when they are spiritual. When they came when they are full of the spirit. So, th- let me tell you. And people want to cling and insist that the Bible is full of light. This is true. This is, of course, true. But if we do not read the word in the Lord's presence, if we don't read the scriptures in the light of life, even our reading of scriptures will be in darkness. Don't you see? Let me show you one verse in John chapter 5, verse 39. Even our reading of scriptures can can lead to, to, to darkness. We, if we don't come to Christ, the, Jesus tells the Pharisees and, uh, and told them in John chapter 5, verse 39 and 40. He says that you search the scriptures because you think that in them they have eternal life. And it is these scriptures that testify concerning me. And you are not even willing to come to me that you may have life. He told them a secret. The very scripture you are searching. You have not, you search them, you know, you quote them, you know where they stay, you know where John is, you know what is written there, but you have not come to the reality. You only have head knowledge, doctrinal, but you don't have the experience, the, the living Christ who is behind the scriptures. He says that the, the words that I speak unto you, they are life and they are life and spirit, spirit and life. When you come approach the word, you first see letters. But you have got to go deeper until you touch the spirit. Your spirit touches the spirit of the word. Then the word becomes alive. It works for you. It is possible to have the Bible in our hand and yet still be blind and in darkness. You see, the religionists were offended even when Christ told them that we are blind. Look, look at John chapter 9 verses 
verses um, verses 31 they became annoyed when he told them you are blind they couldn't want to hear such words but Jesus was telling them the reality indeed they were blind the Bible says in John 9 verses 39 and Jesus said for judgment I am come into this world that they which see not might see and that they which see might be made blind Mm -hmm. what does Jesus mean for the for verse 40 says that and some of the Pharisees which were with him heard these words and said unto him are we blind also they asked him he tells them in verse 41 Jesus said unto them if you were blind you should have no sin but now you say you see therefore your sin remains the moment you think that you know how to uh, to come to the light minus Christ you are in darkness he told them the moment you say you are not blind then it means you don't need me to open your eyes we have got to accept that we are blind we need a daily uh, reopening of our eyes you see we need a a, a second touch always oh lord open my eyes that i may see you even today oh lord open my my eyes take away my blindness take away my deafness i want to see light even as I read your verses, your Bible, your scriptures, the moment we are like that, I assure you, the Lord is going to help us. He's going to help us. We shall see the light of life. So they thought they were in light because they had the scriptures in an outward way. We have out of people that can quote scriptures and you fear. And you say, wow, this one, the Bible is in the head. He ate the Bible. Yes, some people have eaten the Bible. They can vomit scriptures they can quote them and they are accurate in quoting them now what remains is do you have life in the quotations in the scriptures are you able to come unto life like jesus told them you you have failed to come to the life yet you are searching scriptures daily you you want to know anything and everything that concerns me and testifies of me but you are not willing to come to that i may that you may have life that means that we need the life even when we are studying scriptures you see so we see that they were blind because they did not have christ who alone is the light of the world you can read the bible but if you don't have christ as your reality you always read and read and see letters until i tell you my brother my sister until you say i cannot get out anything out of the scriptures so any place where the Lord is not present is under the authority of darkness. Now we come to, to come to know how the darkness operates, how the darkness works. And I've said that any place in you, any place that the, the Lord Jesus Christ is not present, I tell you it is under the authority of darkness. We need to apply this principle to ourselves and say that any part of my being all of my daily life that is without Christ is in darkness. If I have an evil mindset, then the mind on that day has been in darkness. If I, I've, my eyes have looked somewhere which is not good, my eyes are in darkness. If I speak in a wrong way, I am in darkness. My mouth is in darkness. In other words, if we in the church today do not have Christ experientially feeding our life, permeating ourselves, our minds, our, our thinking, our hearts, our, our speaking, and in a practical way, in our daily walk, I tell you, we are in darkness even when we are in church. Even though we are in church, we are in darkness. Why? Because you, you think that simply because you hear so many messages like this one, so many teachings that like this one, you are in the light. I tell you, it's not about the teachings. Once we come to such teachings, thank God they have opened our eyes. Let us also live in the teachings, move in those teachings that we may see the Christ in his reality. It is very possible that some people are still in darkness even when they have access, access such teachings. We have got to help ourselves by yielding ourselves to the Holy Spirit. I'll give you an example. We may still be under the authority of darkness in our married life. If you are married, when you go back at home, you fight when uh, you, you fight to exchange words with your wife and uh, you are both born again 
you are both believers and as long as there is such a thing in your marriage life i tell you your wife and you you are in darkness some people come from church and they begin to quarrel they begin to fight at home they are in darkness because they are in darkness that's why they abuse they accuse they blame each other if you see yourself are blaming your wife blaming your husband are choosing him telling him you are in wrong i am the right one i tell you there is darkness the authority of darkness is in that house the same is true when we see arguments between brothers and sisters at church they begin to quarrel our experience testifies that whenever we live whenever we walk and whenever we have in the self we live in the self we behave in the self we are in darkness look at your entire day if you see yourself you have lived uh, a a carnal way you have walked a carnal way you have behaved in a carnal way you have been in the self that day you have been under the authority of darkness and there is no need to commit some gross sin like fornication because some people think that if i have not committed sin today have lived lived a, a, a righteous life have been holy but remember your mind remember your, your your tongue and what you spoke and your actions your intentions your motives so some people say i have not done a gross sin in order to be in darkness but i tell you simply living according to the self puts us under darkness that's why always we have got to pray lord let me live in your light today open my eyes that i may see the light of life let me live in this light live in me my lord as my wisdom as my my understanding as my speech live in me jesus christ and move in me let me walk in you 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 have got to pray such prayers so that you overcome the daily darkness so it is for it causes us to be separated from christ the moment we live in the self we are separated from christ that's why when you come for prayer at your time of prayer you don't feel like praying you feel like there is heaviness and you wonder i did not sin today why is it that i have heaviness in prayer remember what you have seen remember what you have been watching remember what you have spoken remember your ways where have you been Who, which people have you contacted when you look around you see that oh there was the authority of darkness that's why i feel heaviness in prayer that's why i don't feel like the urge to read the bible that is the result it is a sign that there has been darkness all al- around you all day you see so we should never <clears throat> we should never think that uh, because uh, we are in church and uh, we have not committed a gross sin we are okay we should never think that darkness prevails prevails only in the religions in in religions no darkness is not only in religions is not only in other sects in denomination in divisions but even in us in church it is possible that we ourselves as believers we are also and we are still under the authority of darkness and whenever we are in the natural man that is the old you not taking christ as your person not living christ and not living by him not living in him and live with him i tell you you are in darkness that's how we are in darkness at the same time we are in church we must remember that he alone is light now if he alone is light then we need him all the time we need to abide in him we need to live in him we need to have the mind of christ we must saturate and prevail in every aspect of our daily life let christ saturate and prevail let make sure that he prevails in us he saturates us our minds our hearts our speech every day this is a daily work a daily transfer hallelujah so if not i tell you certain parts of our daily work will not be filled with christ you can be a person who has got uh, part of you are in the light part of you are in darkness it is possible if you don't saturate yourself with christ certain parts of you will be uh, in your daily work you will not be, will not be filled with christ and those parts of our life will be in darkness you already born again but part of you are in the light part of you are in darkness you see so our homes have many rooms like i don't know about your home but there are homes whereby there are many rooms and when you are in one room 
some room might not be having light because nobody is there. So the light is off and it is darkness. And the, the room where you are living, there is light because you are using that room. So whereas other rooms are dark, there is a room that is light, full of light because you are there, you are enjoying it. You are experiencing it. That's why there is light. So the same way, it might be true with our inner being and our daily living. Certain, there are certain parts in us that may live in life and others are in darkness. There's, in certain respects, our life and our walk may be bright, full of light, and because Christ occupies and, and prevails in, in those areas of our life, sometimes you might be having, a, 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 you, have, you might be having light in your eyes, in, in your ears, in your mouth, yet when it begins to do other things, I tell you, there is darkness. So, we, we can see that in our parts, the parts of our being, in other respect, we are, we are living, and others, they are closed, and the Lord cannot uh, reach there. We cannot allow the Lord to reach there. For example, there is this story that they say that one person called Jesus to come and protect the, the, protect the house. When Jesus came, he came, and uh, this, this person tells him that you can now use the other room, that is your room. And Jesus had to take care of the room that he was invited to live in. And the rest of the rooms in the house were not protected. So the, the, the devil could always come and, and steal every other thing in the other rooms. And this man comes to Jesus. I told you and I invited you to come into my house so that you may protect me. Why is it that you have not protected me? He said, no, you told me that I should. This is my room and I was protecting my room. They have not stolen anything from my room. Then he said, okay, I give you now the, the upper the upper part of, of my house every you can that one is yours for him he was thinking by giving Christ the best room or the best place he's going to take care of the rest of the place which he has not given him so until realize that okay uh, that means when I call you to come and protect me I should leave you to be in charge of the entire house likewise us if we are born again you have got to accept Christ to enter in every aspect of our life to enter in every place of our life, even in our minds, even in our eyes, even in our speech, even in our hearts, even in our ways, even in our walk, even everything in our marriage, we are supposed to give him permission. Some of us, we don't permit him to enter certain areas of our lives. We don't want him to come into our relationship life. We don't want him to enter into our affairs. We go to church, we, after serving, uh, we tell him, please, this is my affair. It is about me. It is uh, between me and this person and say Jesus says okay you live in darkness since you have chased me as the light so this is the problem that is taking place so these parts in our lives where we are not living with Christ they are closed he cannot enter he cannot enter and there is darkness because Christ is not there he's the only light he has no place in that place there is darkness and only when Christ occupies every part of us and every aspect of our daily walk can we be holy and the light and, and in light and the light of life shall be in us and all together we shall be delivered from the control of the authority of darkness. So as I wind up, I want you to think about this. Every day we are to live in this light. We are to take Christ and call him to occupy us, to live in us, to, to permeate our mind. Tell, tell him that I need you in my mind. I need you in my eyes. Please open my eyes and see light and live in the light. And in my day-to-day walk, I want to walk a walk which is holy in the light. And all together, I want to be delivered from the control of the authority of darkness around me. And this is how you are going to believe to live a light of life, to live a life in the light, to live Christian when you are in the light. Let us pray or in such prayers. Lord, let me see your light today. Open my eyes. Let me live. Lead me that I should follow. And when you accept him, and allow him to come into all places of your life, I tell you, darkness will disappear. The Bible says when, when light appeared, darkness did not comprehend. It had to disappear. So God bless you today. God bless you today. I believe that you have been blessed by this wonderful sharing that we have shared with you. Once again, I'm Pastor Dennis Matov, Kampala, Uganda, Freedom Experience Ministry. Please visit our website, www.freedomexperienceministry.org or Facebook at Freedom Experience Ministry. Also our radio, please visit our website by stroking the website 
freedomexperiencemeansway.org stroke radio. You come to the radio website, see the programs. We have programs there. And share, please share. God bless you. We love you. Until another day. To get more of this message and partner with Freedom Experience Ministry, log on to our website, www.freedomexperienceministry.org or find us on our Facebook page, Freedom Experience Ministry. You can also call us directly on plus 256-703-89-0009. Be blessed. Experience the mystery of the word, the redemptive power of revelation, and eternity purpose brought to light in your walk with Christ.